0: Welcome to the Glam Podcast. My name is Molly Mahoney from The Prepared Performer, and we are going to help you to go live and monetize. We're taking it old school, going back to the 80s, and telling you about how to get more visibility, build your business with podcasting. Joe had an 80s party this weekend which i didn't even know about and i decided to wear my 80s lipstick so we're perfect (laughs) show us the real joe there you go (laughs)
1: Uh, how you doing
0: so awesome so dope i dig it so much so we are going to be diving into podcasting to grow your business today right yes i can't wait oh my word Oh my gosh. Okay, so what I really was gonna start this video with, and if you're watching this here, we wanna know right now whether you're watching live or in the replay, do you have a podcast? Let us know down below. And have you been thinking about bringing out a podcast as part of your content plan this year? Let us know in the chat. And I'm gonna bring up something really funny. So this is Joe. Joe, you can say hi, these are the mall stars. What's up (laughs) y'all? I dig it. And we met at New Media Summit. When was that no uh September?
1: October, yeah, September. Uh, yeah,
0: maybe yeah. Around yeah. There? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, and we had so much fun and I actually um I decided that there was a moment at New Media Summit where I caught you singing. Do you remember this?
1: Oh, that's right. Yes. I, I was rapping the Moana um rap, the <laughs>
0: Maori, yeah. Okay. So, do you think you could do that for us now? Sure. Okay, right, so just a like second. First of all, yeah, I'm gonna in like one second. Yeah, so first okay. of all, Joe has a podcast called Practice of the Practice. He helps. Who tell us what the podcast does? Because it's like one of the. It is the top podcast in this. Um, in this industry, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we. Yeah. We get around 100,000 downloads a month. Uh, It's aimed at helping people start, grow and scale private practices. So helping professionals, coaches, counselors, uh, different types of therapists, but we also help people then launch their big ideas, which often come in the form of podcasts. So that's our kind of whole new level of stuff that we're doing these days.
0: Oh my gosh, I dig it so much. Okay, so there you get like the authority stuff. Now you get to know Joe is like a real human. So can you can you um, can you show us? because I'm really stoked to hear you say. Yeah, I just have to say, I
1: have a five-year-old and eight-year-old girl and everything I do musically is to impress the two of them. (laughs) So kid honestly i could go on and on i can explain every natural phenomenon the time the grass the ground all that was maui just messing around i killed an eel to bury his gut sprouted a tree now you got coconuts what's the lesson what's the takeaway don't mess with maui when he's on a breakaway and the tapestry here on my skin it's a map of the mysteries i win anything uh, that's where it falls apart
0: <laughs> okay and i tried to get a video of it but this is all i got when i got the video
1: <laughs> hanging out with joe and matt and adam and oh man <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. So this is just proving that we're going to have fun today while we talk about podcasting. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Love that. That's so good.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. So much fun. So good. Okay. So also you have some, before we dive into all of these strategies we're going to share today, you have some gifts, uh, this resource packet thing that looks amazing. So can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we have a, are you talking about the whole email course about podcasting? Is that that what it is?
0: You gave me, I think that's what it was. I thought it was lots of research. It just looked amazing. But if you want to get it, you just write Joe is awesome below this post. But tell us what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple different things. So um, if you are a clinician, counselor, anyone in the coaching space, and you want just a ton of resources, um, you can go over to pillarsofpractice.com. And we have over 30 ebooks, free resources, all sorts oh of just amazingness. Um, we used to have a single opt in for every single one of them. Instead, we just made a mega e course where you could just go grab it all. So pillarsofpractice.com for that. If you want to start a podcast, we have a nine part email course um, that walks you through just the Pain in the butt that it is to start a podcast and makes it so doable and easy easy for you. Um, And so it's nine emails in a row that walk you through daily um, exactly what you need to do. And we're going to talk about um, how podcasts actually can be monetized today Um, because a lot of people I know said that they have podcasts, but I'd be interested to know are you making money on it? Is it more of a hobby? Is it just feeling like is this even worth it? Because that's the question I get almost more than anything is, is it worth it? What's the ROI on my time and my money to make a podcast? And you know, I'm going to show you how we have sold out every single launch um, because of our podcast. Uh, and you, I'm not going to take away your interview questions, but we're
0: going to kill it today. No, this is, I'm stoked. So that's like the only question that I had because here's what happens is, I and this is something that like obviously we have fully figured out with live video with facebook live especially because and and one thing that's different to me about podcasts that i get a little stuck on so this is going to be my personal i'm stoked to be here with you (laughs) i hope everybody else is too which i know they are but with with facebook like you know i'm able to say like uh you know angelina's here perfect timing i started my own podcast jill is here has it started i can't see anything we were just warming up so that we could bring you the moana wrap. um Right, Kamiko's here, which is so good. (laughs) Right, I can see all of these humans, but on a podcast, I can't do that. And so, you know, and there's Facebook ads that you can do with a video like this if you're not getting enough reach. There's a lot of things that we do with live video that we can't do with podcasting. And so, here where we're focused on monetizing live video, I'm super stoked to have you to be able to share with us how we monetize podcasting because I think you're right. A lot of people you know, they put all of this time and energy, even people, I know some people who have loads of downloads who aren't actually monetizing their podcasts. So um, I'm just really stoked to dive into all of that with you. So uh, do we have like, do you have a kind of a process you can walk us through? Like, you know, yeah. that would be awesome if we could just dive into something. Absolutely. Like that.
1: So let's start with, so most people, when they start a podcast, the first thing they do is they order a microphone. Uh, and to me, I would say that is the worst thing to do first. Uh, so we want to first just think about what are your business goals? You know, so if you <laughs> have-
0: I'm sorry. I love you so much. I'm just so glad this is happening right now. Um, because I always say, if you're worried about the gear, that's the fear. And yeah. this happens with live video. I'm like, you don't need anything. You just need to pick up your dang phone yeah. if you want to get used like talking on live video, <laughs> like fancy like this. You can use a mic. You can use Be yeah. Live, which we love. Be Live, which we're using right now. Yeah. But you don't need any of it. Okay, keep going. Yeah. I'm putting it in full screen for sure.
1: So, so what happens is people buy the microphone. They'll dig into all the tech, but they don't ask themselves, should I start a podcast? And so for me, I want someone that is highly skilled as a coach, a therapist, someone that has a big message <laughs> to the world to actually be able to make money off of it and to serve the audience. So the very first thing you know, I say is that you have to fall in love with the pain and the people before you ever pitch the product. So the pain and the people before you pitch the product. And so the way that we dive into this pain and people is really important. First thing we need to do is create an email course. So from the very beginning, I said, I have this nine-part email course over at podcastlaunchschool.com. And what, why do we do that before we ever start a podcast? Well, first, it helps us clarify the pain that we're addressing, because if you're going to write a nine part, nine week email course or nine day email course, you have to actually understand what transformation you want people to go through. So whether it's a live video, a podcast, an email, you always want to start with, there's people that have pain out there and they want to transform into something else by the end of this email, by the end of this live video. So for you, you know, podcasting can be confusing. It feels like, is it a worth, is it worth my time? And by the end of today's video, I hope you feel like, damn, I can do this. Like, I, I can it. kill it.
0: Hold on, we got like so far ahead of myself, we didn't even do our nugget giveaway and there's already all these nuggets. Do you know what a nugget giveaway is?
1: I, I don't, but I wish I did. Okay,
0: we're like <laughs> already flying through the nuggets, which is so good, I love you so much. Okay, this is a selfie light, which I actually just hopped off camera to try and adjust my light because look at my glasses. It's like, oh, it's the window. That's what it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> look, there's palm trees in my glasses. We're just gonna leave them. Okay.
1: Look, <laughs> do you there's do a that? snowstorm in my eyes. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we give away a selfie light almost every video Don't let me forget to actually pick the winner because I forgot last week We are giving away a selfie light as you hear nuggets that are coming up Um, Okay Bernie does amazing videos with all kinds of real big lights not just lights like this, but nice um, (laughs) He sells lights like huge ones. They're awesome So we're gonna do a nugget giveaway when you hear a nugget Give us the hashtag nugget below and let us know what the nugget was that you heard So already we've heard two crazy big nuggets wrapped around a bunch of other nuggets the pain in the people basket and nuggets <laughs> i know it's so good gotta go to mickey d's i suppose but i am plant-based so i'm not going yeah. to do that <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, total side note i've been chopping up tofu and freezing it to make it way more like better um, and so then when you pull it out of the freezer and then if you just cook it low and slow i made these like chunky deep fried tofu and then put buffalo wild wing sauce on it and ranch Mind blowing.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am almost at the end of my first month of doing plant-based and I am stoked about that. I'm going to look at all the nuggets. There's more nuggets. Russell Sprouts, tofu, we're so good. Okay, so painting the people, nine part email course. Those are two nuggets you could start and get yeah. into. into so this I, I right want right
1: to really, go into the nine part email course that we've seen work for people that have these big messages. So, okay. your nine emails are broken into three sections. So, the first section, you're normalizing what society has done. So, you know, say you're a therapist in private practice, that's my main audience. And so, it is normal to feel like you suck at business because grad school doesn't teach you it. So, you're set up for failure from the beginning. So you're normalizing, you feel this way, you feel this pain, you should feel this way. You know, one of my clients, um, she helps moms that uh, are, you know, have been stay-at-home moms, they've they've been wives, and they've kind of lost themselves in that. And so her first three emails are about, like, of course you're gonna give yourself to your child, of course you're gonna do all these things, but like society reinforces that, but is that where you wanna stay? You are more than just a mom, you're more than just a wife, like you can be your own independent woman in all these different ways. So we're normalizing the pain, but we're also saying don't stay there in the first three emails.
0: Wait, hold on. Will you say that again? Because I tried to make us both on the screen and I accidentally hid you. I think they could still hear you. But we'll repeat that again because I screwed up. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So first three emails are all around um, kind of normalizing the pain. And so saying society's basically set you up for failure. Um, And so here's all the reasons that you've been set up for failure to feel this way. Second, it's all quick wins. So this week, I want you to try this. Here's one step in the right direction. So we deconstructed society, which works with the brain because then the brain then says, well, now what do I do? Like everything I thought was real isn't real. And so then you give them the quick wins, which is working kind of on the psychology, but also moving them from their pain towards their transformation. And then the next three emails are all about long-term habits. And so, yes, we've given you some quick wins. Now we're going to actually have you invest in yourself even more. And so what we see in this nine-part email series is that you deconstruct this world that they've been given. You give them small wins. So then they're investing a little bit. And then they're saying, okay, I'm going to commit to doing these long-term habits. And then they're really invested in whatever that next step is going to be and this is all before you've launched your podcast so how well do you then know your ideal listener after you've created that kind of content
0: so awesome and then you actually have somewhere to go with your podcast because that's the other thing and I will say for me when I've been a guest on podcasts my you know the the resource that I've shared or whatever it's always been a little I will admit like a little um either I change it up or it's like a little wishy-washy and it becomes difficult for me to direct people to the right way. Like here on Facebook live, I feel super confident in exactly how to do that. And I know how to follow up, but this is such an awesome way that makes it uh, more specific for a podcast. And like, really this plan is amazing. Well, and then at the end
1: of those nine emails, once you've written those, that's when you go back and you make your opt-in. And so you figure out, well, what would it be? So for the lady that's starting the Bomb Mom podcast, so she helps these moms and she helps them be fit and strong and like independent. Um, So she has these cards they can print out and cut and put them on the mirror to inspire them. Um, For other people, it might be a workbook that goes along with your email course. So when you get to the end, you can then go back and say, what's the most logical way to enhance this email course rather than just. I'm going to give you five quick tips on a PDF. And it's like, well, that's great, but that's not actually going to give a depth of content.
0: Yeah, I love it. So good. And you could also deliver that via the bot so they could sign up for a a, a bot course as well, which would be absolutely magical too.
1: Yeah. I love it so much. And only someone was out there that trained people in that.
0: I know, it would be like <laughs> so good to find somebody who knew how to build bots. If Maybe only... Who's drinking coffee out of a many chat mug this morning. <laughs>
1: Love it. So so then we get into how do we structure out the first 15 episodes? Um, because we want to go at least past 12 episodes because we know statistically that's when pod fading starts. Most people will only make it to about 12 episodes and then say, ah, I didn't make money off it. I'm not going to be done. Um, we know that half of all podcasts that start this year will not be here a year from now. Mm. Um, so if you're sitting there going, is it even worth it to have a podcast? Should I have a podcast? The competition actually isn't that strong. Um, And so just a couple quick stats. Um, We know that for blog posts, if that was a six foot tall person, there's 660 million blogs out there. All right. So compare that to YouTube. YouTube, 25 million is your competition. So that's like King Kong, 104 feet tall (laughs) compared to six feet tall. Now, if you have an inactive podcast, meaning that you've only done about one podcast in the last 90 days, that's the equivalent statistically of having seven Titanics on top of each other. And then if you have an active podcast, which we're looking at about 160,000 active podcasts, that's the equivalent of Mount Everest. So the question is, do you want to be Mount Everest or do you want to be a six foot tall person? I mean, podcasting really is where it's at right now in regards to getting the best audience and being able to have the least competition.
0: Okay. Can I share also, you mentioned inactive podcasts. So we used to up until uh, maybe a year ago, Vaughn, when did we stop doing it? Vaughn, my... uh, audio and video editor is here actually watching this right now, So who does my podcast. So I was like, Vaughn, take notes. Um, so shout out to Vaughn. He is amazing. But we stopped doing the podcast about, I don't know, maybe a year ago, because I was just like, you know, I don't have time to, to dedicate. And all we were doing was taking the Facebook lives and repurposing them. So it wasn't even like, taking any extra time aside from what I was paying Vaughn to do it. And um, but we realized I went over and looked back at the podcast, something like I was in there looking at Podbean and we had one that had like 5,000 downloads all of a sudden, like out of nowhere. And I had done nothing like zero. So I freaked out like how the heck did this happen? And then we realized yesterday, which I was so glad that we were going to be doing this. We're actually gonna be launching an Alexa briefing and a brand new podcast coming up. So this is super timely for us as well. And um, I realized yesterday there's comments on the podcast, which I didn't know could even happen.
1: Yeah, it depends on which platform it's on, you know, depending on where they're listening. So it can be through you know, Stitcher, other ones. They they have different options in regards to how people engage with it. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And I think it's only going to change um, for the better for, for podcasters yeah. like us. Um, your very first podcast episodes, um, most people jump right into doing interviews or they'll jump right into, um, you know, kind of having other people on the show, which I recommend that people have at least five episodes to sketch out what are the pillars of what mm-hmm. you think. And so, you know, for, for anyone that's teaching the world to change or grow or, you know, impact differently, like what are the core five things that you just care about? And having those first five episodes be solo shows. So that really positions you as an expert that really has something to say. And yeah. you're not just something that, you know, you hear people say, you know, I have something to say. I don't want to just say something. And so you're not just a talking head. You genuinely are this expert that's speaking. The next five. Yeah. because And you have to craft your message to make you unique beyond just interviewing experts. Hmm. Next, we want to go into five expert shows. You're quickly aligning yourself with other experts. And so having people on that know more than you in a particular area. And then the next five episodes we want to do as consulting shows. So these are shows where you're working with your ideal client and then helping them live. Because It's one thing to be an expert that maybe you've written out a whole script to do a solo show. It's another thing to interview other experts, but then to take all this information and then translate it in a way that people actually say, whoa, like I could picture myself working with Molly. I could really Mm. see how she would impact me by listening to her work with other people. You're then getting these ideal clients on that may be an upsell. Maybe they'll want to work with you, but even better, you're demonstrating your skills so other people can visualize themselves in the position of that ideal client. So
0: can you, ch- can you tell us more about those consulting episodes? Are you actually bringing people on and doing yeah. live consulting? Cool.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So it would be, there's a lot of ways to do it. And so if you don't have any audience, then you'd want to reach out to people that you know already that maybe are dealing with that issue. Um, if you already have some audience, even a small Facebook group to say, Hey, I'm giving away five free half hour consulting sessions. I'm not doing any sort of pitching. It is 100% for my show. You want to have people know that like this isn't a free consult for me to pitch you on something. It's genuinely just to help you for half an hour. And yeah. then you say, the only thing I ask in exchange is that I can record it and use it for my podcast. And you know I'll give your name, your website, so you'll get some promotion out of it. Um, but we're going to dig into one topic. And so usually having them say, before you start rolling, What's the one topic we're going to really dig into? And so even if people in the chat wanted to say, okay, here's, here's what I would want to talk about. How do I do this? I'm happy to ask, answer some of their questions too. Um, but yeah, you- And actually,
0: so let's, let's talk about that. So we're, we've got the nuggets coming. Oh my gosh, my brain is like blown. I am so glad we're doing this. And I know it took you all. Let's just also give Joe like all of the hearts and the likes because uh, we maybe have had to reschedule this like 70,000 times. And <laughs> as we were on our way to the car this morning, Frank fell and I thought he broke his finger and I was like, if I have to reschedule, obviously I was more worried about Frank than I was about you, but I was right. like, if I have to reschedule Joe again, he is going to think that I am an actual crazy person. I would not. He's <laughs> fine. But. So, um, but, uh, so when you have a question, if you have a question, give us a cue before your comment in the chat and then we will make sure that we come back and answer uh answer your question. And if you are listening to this somewhere else, aside from here on live video or in the replay, know that we will do our best to come back and answer your questions later. But this is why you want to show up live. Okay,
1: go oh. on. <laughs> yeah. So so once you go through that, then you're also figuring out what you like more. And so maybe it is that you like doing the expert interviews and 50% of your shows moving forward are going to be that way. Or maybe you want to pepper in some of the consulting shows here and there or solo shows. And so then you can kind of move away from that, that, those three different types of shows.
0: Yeah. You know, it's so different than what I, I am loving this, as I said, but this is so different than what we do with Facebook Live, because our Facebook Lives are usually leading towards like um a lot, like a, a masterclass of some sort. So we do, we have a thing called the 3VO, which is like value, 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 offer, value, 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 offer. And then we do our masterclass or webinar, and that is like packed with value, right? Which then serves as a momentum. We make an offer at the end of that. And then it also serves as a way to bring in more um more clients or more customers going forward because you've built momentum as you drive traffic to that to that bigger value launch event of a masterclass or webinar and that's one thing that's always stuck like i've been like about podcasts because i'm like they're evergreen like i don't know what to do and this makes it so clear which can i tell you i've taken two podcasting courses granted i probably didn't go through all of it i've also (laughs) interviewed so many people and nothing else has ever made this much sense
1: well, I, I am happy. I feel like we figured this out just by trial and error. I mean, we started the podcast in 2012. And it took us a really long time to have, you know, sold out launches every time.
0: How do you do it as a launch?
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So bef- say someone has a new podcast, so you really okay. don't want to launch... A, uh, the product before you really have the pain in the people. And so uh, what that means just numbers wise is at minimum, you want a hundred people that are in your email course. And so why a hundred people? Because what we're going to do in a second is we're going to invite them to do a, a kind of investigation phone call, which isn't just a sales call. Um, it's really designing the product for you. So once you have at least a hundred people on your email list, preferably you want three or 400 people on it to then use something like Calendly so that you're not going back and forth scheduling with people, but pick a, just a couple days That you say, all right, next Thursday and Friday, I'm going to be doing interviews with all of you awesome people that have gone through this course. And I'm going to ask you just a couple questions because we're exploring launching a membership community and e-course mastermind. We want to make sure that what we launch aligns with what you want. And so once you get these people on the phone call, it's a quick phone call, but you're taking notes like crazy. So first question that you ask them is, you know, what has it been like uh, for you to go through and then whatever your pain is you address? So for example, you wanted to be a prepared performer. What's it been like for you to be a performer, like to be able to be out there, to speak on live video, to speak in public, like what's that been like for you? Because when you're an expert like we are or you are, um, what happens is you get so far away from what those just natural anxieties from the very beginning. And so you're getting how they describe their pain. So you're getting all of that from them. The second question is, if there is a magical product like a course or a membership community or a mastermind group that would solve all or most of those problems, what would that look like for you? So they may say, you know, I just want an e-course that's self-paced that I can go through. Or they might say, man, if I had a membership community where I had people I could connect with on Facebook in a private group and maybe once a month we did Q&A with Molly and once a month we had an ask the excerpt that came in, um, that would be amazing. And maybe all those questions would be put into an e-course. So doing 20 of these interviews with people are, that are the most dedicated to you. I mean, they've listened to the podcast, they've then opted into your email course, they've then taken the next step to take 20 minutes of their day to talk to you. These are the people that are now most likely to buy. Mm. And so then the third question is, well, how much would you pay for that? And so if they say, I want this membership community where you do a live event and then you put it in the pod or into a like teachable. Uh, and then they say, I wouldn't pay more than $7 a month. Well, you don't have the right audience then, <laughs> and you saved yourself a whole lot of time by not building some e-course nobody buys. Um, Or like in our case, we launched Next Level Practice, which is a membership community specifically for therapists and coaches um, that are just starting out. I was picturing like a $29, $39 a month type of thing. I got on a phone call with around 20 different people and what they sketched out was so much more advanced. They're like, I want a logo. I wanna have a paperwork packet. I wanna have Q and A's at least twice a month with Ask the Experts. Uh, We wanna have small groups and accountability partners. Uh, And I'm just like, holy cow, that is a massive thing to build. But then when I said, how much would you pay for that? They said, you know, $50 to $100 a month. And so I started to do the math. You know, if we have 100 people paying $100 a month, or if we have 400 people doing that, like we're now up to 450 members in this community. Um, the beta test group came in at $55. And right now it's $99 a month. And so-
0: And don't you, can you like, so yeah. with your program, how I think that we had this conversation, I may be thinking of someone else, but I'm pretty sure it was you. How, yeah. how many hours or how many days a week do you work? Oh my gosh. So next
1: level practice. I once a month host a live Q and a called what's working. And so we talk for a little bit and then I can break them up into small groups within zoom and then bring them back. So it's like this great kind of interaction. So I do one, um, one, uh, one hour session a month, and then I do one, ask the expert per month. And then occasionally I'll release a new email course, uh, or I'm sorry, a new e-course that I'll film. Um, but we haven't done one of those in a while. Cause we just have, we have over 30 e-courses in there already. And so I'm, I'm literally bringing, in almost twenty thousand dollars a month off of two hours of my time with my team. Yeah, it's kind of Can a game. We changer. talk
0: about that. It's amazing, yeah. and also yeah. because you did it this way. So we have a, a sell it first system, which it, I love. If it, it this is like so 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 good for that, I love yeah. it. Um, where you that's what we did with our camera confidence program is we built it, we um, we sold it before we built it, right, and then get feedback like that. I love this so yeah. much. And then you're, you're really providing the highest amount of value because you're giving them what they want and need
1: yeah well even like so we did a, a different type of launch for our done for you podcasting and so i invited my highest Love end it. consulting clients uh, oh, awesome uh, aha <laughs> oh moment yeah, that's what my tech talk was called like that's killer so um when, when we launched the done for you podcasting so we help people now launch podcasts following this entire formula uh, i did around 15 calls with our highest end consulting clients so they had had to spend at least ten thousand dollars with us um did this exact same formula so what What's it been like to launch your big idea? Uh, So they said, you know, it's been frustrating. I feel like I take steps forward. It's hard to stay focused. Second, what do you wish was out there? And they overwhelmingly said, Joe, we know you know how to do this. Will you just do it for us? Like Mm -hmm. if there was a magical product where you had your team do the show notes, transcriptions, audio engineering, and I could just show up and do the podcast and not worry about anything else, That would be insane. And then when it was like, how much would you pay for it? They're like, I don't know, like $20,000. I'm like, well, $20,000. Well, that's pretty incredible. So then we now had, we launched that to people that we already had trust with. And in the first cohort, we sold eight of those $20,000 memberships in a week period of time. And so to be able to, do that and to test it out to talk to the people that are invested and then to say this is what you want okay we can do that or maybe what they ask for is something i don't want to do or i don't feel like that's the best use of my time then i can just say okay well i'm not going to do that or waste my time in that direction either
0: yes i okay i have two big questions i love this so much so one is um i guess it's kind of the same it's a question in itself together because you've got to build that list of 100 if you don't have anything right build that community of 100 people so How are you directing traffic to the podcast if you're starting from no or little audience at all? And how long does it take on average to build that that community of 100 people?
1: Yeah. So we had two of our done for you people launched in the last couple of weeks. Um, The first one launched, I think, 10 days ago, and she had she just passed 500 listens um, in just that, you know, week and a half.
0: Days. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy.
1: And so, I mean, even just the power of the people you're already connected to. So I would hope that if you're launching a podcast about something, it's something you're already passionate about or something you already have some sort of connection to that. It's not just Joe exploring fly fishing and I've never gone fly fishing and none of my friends are fly fishermen. Like that's going to take a while to build that, but most likely if you're a professional if you're a coach if you're teaching about you know performing or anything you already have some sort of following uh, and so reaching out to friends and family also doing a single review day right now is what Apple and iTunes really likes. And so typically when you submit your feed, uh, we always do it on a Monday. It'll be live by Thursday. It takes about four days right now for Apple to approve your feed to then set your review day for the next Wednesday. So a little bit after it launches and have as many people review as possible in that day. So reaching out to anyone that has ever asked you for free consulting or anything. um, Our first podcaster, she got 74 reviews in her first review day. And so that that makes iTunes go, wait, something's going on here. And the goal is to get into new and noteworthy and all of that, which is really hard to do. But even just to have it be recommended next to other shows that are similar, when you can have that sort of thing, uh, it really helps you boost your, your ratings overall.
0: I love it. Okay, so the single review day is such a great, and that's, you know, I did like a, I have a best, an Amazon bestseller, and the same kind of thing, right? Where if you can drive all the traffic for the reviews at the same time, then that helps you to get to the top of the the category for that that day or that month or whatever, which is amazing. I know Vaughn says, "Joe, we need to talk," yeah. which is totally true. So just like just non- email me,
1: Joe at practice dot com or practice dot com forward slash apply. So okay. yeah, I would love to hang out with anyone that wants to hang out.
0: So Vaughn has been doing. He's an amazing musician, first of all, saxophone player, mm-hmm. um, who I've, I've known in real life.
1: I'm, really? I'm not amazing. Uh, but, uh, I played saxophone. in band. Oh my
0: gosh. That's so awesome. Um, so awesome. So he also has a sound studio where he will record and, uh, he's writes music and does all of that. And he does audiobooks and things and has been doing the editing where he pulls our videos. I'll show you what we do at the end. Um, we do a little speedy recap. So those of you who came in partway through and you're like, Oh my gosh, how did I, I everything in the beginning. Don't worry. I've been taking notes live while we go through this. And we're actually going to go through all the big bullet points at the very end in like super fast Moana style. And, uh, um, so Vaughn does all this, the editing for us for that. But he also just launched a new podcast, which is for caregivers, and um, Vaughn, what's it called again? It's the Caregivers Care something. I don't know, but it's so amazing for people who are caregivers for for people of all ages. So whether you have a child that, you know, has special needs and you're a caregiver for your child, whether you are caring for a parent, or if you're actually working as a caregiver and He's just the most loving, amazing human ever. So, oh my
1: gosh, so um, many options yeah. there. So, I mean, even just to dig into that a little bit, I would say having an email course that's aimed at one particular segment of his audience, and so because that you know, if you have a child yeah, with autism so versus yeah. you know, taking care of your parents, majorly different issues, even though there's some similarities. So, say it's you know, adult children taking care of their parents. Um, mm-hmm. To just walk through you know, society makes it very difficult to take care of parents. And here's what we see. Here's some quick wins, just small ways to connect with mom and dad, even if they're dealing with dementia or other things. And then here's some long-term habits. There's some long-term planning. So that could be how to structure out a family, you know, meeting to talk about mom and dad's, you know, aftercare wishes and those sorts of things. Yeah. And then, you know, a membership community or, you know, hearing about that sort of thing might be something that, you know, would be super helpful for those caregivers.
0: Seriously. And I know it's it's been something that's come up for Vaughn. I'm just speaking on Vons we have because he's here but it's come up for him as he's been caring for his for his mom but um but that he has a co-host who d- ha- cares for her child and so you each could have your own nine-day email thing right like for 100
1: oh yeah you just have like four yeah. slash course go to one and four slash like parent you know course yeah, or sandwich, child, sandwich child parent, generation whatever, or yeah. whatever yeah
0: oh my gosh I love it okay um Cindy Lou has a question she says should we do the single review day repeatedly
1: Yeah, I would say that you really want to push it right when the podcast launches, see how it goes and kind of look at the engagement that you get from that. Um, I don't want to burn out my list too much. And so in the same way that you don't want to be launching a mastermind and then also selling a conference and then also selling something else, um, I would put that kind of in the sales mode side of things. so I would say for one day, push it like crazy. You know, if you already have an email list, um, push it like crazy that day. But really, um, you just want to be careful and respectful that you know, whenever you send an email, like you're stealing someone else's time. And the more that you steal their time without giving them something in return, the less likely they're going to kind of stick with you.
0: Yeah, I love it. So good. Um, okay, so many things, so many things. So we what do you think about repurposing content? Because the way that this is making me think, you know, as you know, I had two new podcasts, I was going to launch at new media summit. And then I realized how much time I actually have. So I planned on launching this podcast called the Participation Podcast. <laughs>
1: Is it all about $10,000 pants?
0: It is all about $10,000 pants. <laughs> Excellent. So Joe was there when I confessed that I bought a pair of, they weren't $10,000. You got me freaked out there for a second. When I bought, I almost said that I bought a pair of $10,000 pants. They were $1,000 pants still.
1: Well, in my mind, they're $10,000 because I just think you're that cool. <laughs> Abundance. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so they. Um, I'm actually heading to do several like really big speaking engagements. And I'm going to confess right now that today I might go buy another pair of $1,000 pants this afternoon, but the, uh, they were worth every single penny. But the, the point of it is about, you know, celebrating um, our success and not being afraid of um, like not being afraid of that and really apologizing for the wins that we have. Yeah. So if, if I was going to launch that, I think this would be amazing for that. If I want, however, if I wanted to do something with this, where I'm repurposing this content um, what we do right now is we take the end of our of our video, which we'll do together, we'd make a speedy recap out of it. And so that as of right now goes into a YouTube video, it becomes an um, IGTV video, which is really cool. It becomes a LinkedIn video that we format specifically for LinkedIn. Uh, we also have it set up going out as an Alexa briefing in the next week or so. And our plan is to launch a new podcast. It's like the mini version of our of our show. But that's not going to be Now you're making me think that I should like start structuring my content in the way that you just said it going forward. And that's what we should use for the first two episodes. But is it a totally different thing when you're repurposing like that? Yeah, You you
1: know, I love repurposing. We do something similar where, you know, our Facebook lives then turn into YouTube, Instagram TV. We have it transcribed. It becomes a blog post up with SEO. We'll add it into our email list. So I am all about that. We'll turn it into a Pinterest infographic too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think people all digest things differently. You know, if, if you're rocking your baby to sleep, you're not going to like be listening to a podcast or watching YouTube, but you might be scrolling through Pinterest or Instagram. And so just people's needs and the way they're consuming is totally different. And so I, I think repurposing is amazing. Like what you just described is awesome. I think what most people don't realize is you know, just how much they can repurpose, even just taking an audio only podcast, you know, paying a designer to make some slides for it and breaking it up into, you know, a bunch of 10 minute kind of short episodes where it's part one, two, three, or having a big 40 minute episode. I mean, that alone could increase your engagement in a significant way.
0: But when it comes to so like, which I and that's an awesome idea, which we don't do with that we have I can bring up we have this thing called the map to millions where it takes it drives traffic to your video and then it also takes that one video and turns it into 15 pieces of content I my concern though is with the podcast do you think it's not a good strategy do you think it's better to strategically to create a new um audio
1: so with your podcast what's the hope for what the final product might be
0: so the pot it's really just to drive traffic back to the Facebook lives <laughs> and then to okay. our glam our camera confidence program and our glam, and our glam program so Okay, so
1: do you it. know what your core media is? Like, so the Facebook Live's here, and people are getting yeah. these snippets that then send them back here. I do wonder if the podcast could be standalone where it just drives them, kind of jumps over the Facebook Live. Like, not that you don't want people here, but you have someone yeah. so
0: We're yeah. going to drive them to a masterclass, basically. So, drive them to a webinar. Okay. Or a call. Those are the two like call to actions. Yeah. Need.
1: And then I would just I'd be interested in knowing if those people have different needs than maybe what the Facebook Live needs are mm-hmm. of people. And so there may be a different product that's similar or maybe it's broken up, you know, kind of a spin-off. But it, then it gets into how much time you want to spend on yeah. extra products because <laughs> I only work three days a week. And so I don't want to be working after yeah. four. And I mean, we have our things that we do and you know, th- there's a point where you say, it's good enough, I'm going to slow down now and hang out with my family.
0: Right, which is kind of the point I'm at. So um, yeah. but I think there, there's really something that we could meld with this idea. Or if I ever do launch, like, okay, wait a minute. So if I actually launch the anticipation podcast, and we use this, what if I launched like a, a mini style, like a because so my secret, not I'm confessing the secret right now, which I shared at an event last month, um, that I really want to launch a clothing line someday like that is like just empowering clothes for women and men that make them feel like rock stars. So I could use the plantation participation podcast to drive people towards some sort of like uh, style membership, but do I have time for that? Who knows?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I always have, what's my kind of upkeep goal and what's my, you could call it a stretch goal, jump goal, risk goal, yeah. uh, where I want to get the things that I'm already doing so locked down and automated with assistance that I can really step back from it. So next level practice didn't always take two hours a month. You know, when we launched it two years right. ago, there's was- tons of things to sort through. But now we have most of that down where I can just show up a couple of times. So then, you know, as I work on a book proposal and working with traditional publishers on that, like that's the big jump for me where that's going to open up all sorts of gates if it, if it happens. So, when I have lots of ideas, like it sounds like you do, I just go back to, okay, right now the book proposal is number one and everything else goes on the back burner. But hey, if you have the time to do the the pant, pants, pants just, just, I, just, I was going to say pants solutions. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, we have some more questions. Pants so solutions. Pants yes,
0: solutions. Cindy Lou says, um, this makes me want to restructure. Uh, uh, do I start a new podcast or restructure and relaunch? What if you already have one and you love these ideas?
1: Yeah, no, I would... You could even uh, kind of do some rebranding or rename uh, and even talking about why you're doing that Um, because a lot of people won't put in the kind of hard work of ranking high for a podcast. So all the transcriptions and having you know someone do your show notes and a copywriter, like we have a copywriter that writes your entire email course for you and meets with you for an hour after we structure it out together in a consulting relationship. And so uh, I'd say you, you don't necessarily have to uh, like start a new one because you already have an audience unless it's a major shift. I mean, if you're talking about pants and then you want to talk about being a performer that might be a bit of a jump if people are more kind of on the fashion side but if it's still pretty close and it's just saying okay i want to kind of restart and give my pillars of who i am like i see no reason not to have an episode talking about why you're shifting and then going right into it
0: and do you think it helps for when people first find your podcast that those episodes are at the beginning or is it okay if those episodes are in the middle
1: I think it's most helpful if it's at the beginning, um, just because you think about any podcast, you a new to person. A comes of, to it. Yeah. It's like, okay, I want to go back to the beginning. And if yeah. it's kind of the core content um, and you can point to that, or if you're, you know, I forgot what the person's name was. If they decided to say, okay, I'm going to rebrand in the middle. I'm going to kind of do the pillars. She'd want to go back and just say, Oh, um, Cindy Lou. Um, so Cindy Lou could just say, you know, make sure you go back to episode 45, 46, 47 and 48. I really go into kind of the core. So every maybe 10 episodes, she might want to say that um, or have her email list, um, have an automation in there where it just says in the course, if you didn't catch our kind of core pillars, make sure yeah. you go back and listen to these
0: episodes. You because, can direct people directly yeah. to episodes easily. Yeah.
1: So, and, you know, add it to your social media through meet Edgar or a bot or something like that.
0: Smarter Q is what we use, some kind of thing. So it's yeah. like super easy. I love it. Okay. Steve Dotto is here. Steve, I love you. It's so good to see you here. He says, so Steve is amazing and does loads on YouTube, like ridiculous on YouTube. Also some stuff on Patreon, which is really cool. And with um, Evernote too. So he says, in my opinion, you, uh, if you don't create unique content for a platform, you're not really committed to it. And your audio- audience will recognize that fast. So the o- I see that, but the only thing is like, if you're a human being, you can't physically, if you want to like live a life, creating brand new content for each of these platforms is like actually not physically possible. So we've recognized that our Facebook lives are our main thing that we drive traffic to and the others we really try to structure in a way that we are creating, like, you know, stuff around it that makes it like our IGTV video, you know, we're just pulling a little piece out of it. Because um, you want to say cl- platform congruent. Uh, I totally agree that if you don't show up there, people know because like I was repurposing stuff to LinkedIn and then never logging in and it was like, <laughs> So Mm -hmm. you have to actually show up. But what do you think about that? I
1: I agree to an extent. I mean, I think that like figuring out for you what platforms you enjoy and, and making sure you start there and put your best content in there or which ones are you exploring so like I've been exploring TikTok. I'm not sure I if do. I like it or I'm not. And yeah, we did. You're one of my only TikToks I've done. Like I think I've only done four, and you're the second one. So oh my gosh! Uh,
0: yeah. So You'll find it right now again.
1: <laughs> yeah. So if you you know probably go on Molly's TikTok over mine, but uh, yeah, because <laughs> mine's not. I don't have. Well, much and I
0: that. like I haven't fully committed there, but 100%, yeah. it's impossible to repurpose content. I mean, there's ways you can repurpose some yeah. stuff, but it has to be really unique for it to work there. Yeah. And we actually we had one video that reached. Um, um, it had a reach of twenty-one thousand.
1: Wow, that's killer! Yeah, and so I think an example like that of just testing new things. But you know, like LinkedIn, I maybe go on once a month, and you know, I just found that it was a lot of people that wanted to connect, so that like they could pitch me on. SEO services, whatever. Twitter, I just personally hate it. Like, I tried to like it. I just don't like Twitter. So, but there are people on Twitter that are looking for hashtags around private practice help and other things. Mm -hmm. And so we just use our Meet Edgar to put things on there. And I really don't engage there. So I figure I could either be completely absent um, or I might get five or six people or, you know, here and there more um, that then come over. And so figuring out like really what's your intention on the social media. I I find that Facebook for my community, like, you know, the private group, uh, being able to engage there, that's where I found the best ROI for my time. And, you know, so I can either repurpose and not engage. I could repurpose and engage or not repurpose and create original content and engage all the time. For me, I'm going to just say, where's kind of the best use of my time? Where do I enjoy it the most?
0: And if you can repurpose stuff and then be able to at least be present so that when you meet, when you see people in real life, at least they've been, they've seen stuff. It, I think it really does help to move the needle forward rather than just being absent completely. So, um, and even if you set aside like once a day or not once a day, sorry, once a week to go in and catch and connect with people, that's something, right. That can help to move the needle forward. So I love it. Okay. We have one more question. And then I would love to do our little uh, speedy recap. All right. right, that'll really be cool. So Cindy Lou says... Cindy Lou is going to rock this, by the way. Uh, she's And P.S., before I ask Cindy Lou's question, when you give us the words, Joe is awesome, all as one. You can do it like, like it says on the bottom of the screen. Obviously, it says Joe is awesome. We are going to send you his nine-day course. So you can, like, check out all of this goodness about podcasting. Also, you can kind of see the process that he's taught us today. Uh, you're also going to get show notes from today and those will be ready sometime early next week and you will also get the chance to do a free trial of be live which is what we're using today to make all of this magic happen i um also wanna remind you that when you go there, there's a little button that you can click that says unlock and share. When you do that, it will pop up a screen that will allow you to sprinkle this video amongst your peeps because you are gonna look like the hero of the world because there has been so much value in this video today. So hit that and then you'll get another little surprise. We actually have it set up so that when you click that and you share, it'll give you um, a different surprise every time, so play around with it, it's really fun. I love it so much. Okay. Yeah. And write it just like Natalie did. Natalie. Oh my gosh. I think that all of this could actually work so well for you, Natalie. So if you missed the beginning, we're going to do a speedy recap in a second. Okay. Oh my gosh. Really quick. Cindy Lou says, how does a start over work regarding people finding your podcast and binge listening? Do they go back to the episode one or do they start from there and go forward?
1: It really depends on oftentimes their settings. Um, So like I have it, for most of my podcasts that the most recent one is the only one that pops up because I just don't want it to take up the space on my phone. Um, Other people have it set that it'll just play the next one. Um, I would say the most common, depending on how many episodes you have, if you have less than 100 episodes, I'd say most people will probably go back and start from the beginning. Um, We have over 400 episodes. So people aren't really going back quite that far, but they might go back a year or so and then listen to those. And then if they get through them, they might go back. Um, So it kind of depends on how many episodes you have. And also, I mean, honestly, where you're directing your listeners. If you say the essential episodes are 37 to 42, like they're going to go back to those.
0: Yeah. And you can say that on your actual podcast while they're listening. So, I mean, you can tell them what to do. I love it so much. Okay. And I'm going to sneak one more question. in. Shanette says, is there such a thing as a number as a max number of podcasts per business? Uh,
1: You know, I would really just be careful of like, if you're, I'm not sure if it's episodes they're talking about or number of actual podcasts. Oh, I think but either way, it's like we're launching, we're launching four new podcasts this year through Practice the Practice, just to segment even more. So we want to dominate the market for private practice. So we have the um, How to Grow a Group Practice podcast. We have the Faith in Practice podcast, which is aimed at people that own Christian-based practices. We have the Scaling a Practice podcast. And we have the Marketing Practice podcast. So we want that anytime someone Google's something or searches for something in regards to a podcast about private practice, that the top five podcasts are all ours. Um, and so. So, um it's just our way of trying to continue to take over the market even though we're okay. with most of the top podcasters in our space we still want to you know do really well yeah
0: so are you doing are you are you thinking of doing an alexa briefing with it at all or uh podcast?
1: i wasn't i mean we're already connected to alexa where you can ask to play the podcast but that's an area that i need your consulting on
0: okay I really- so I, we are getting ready to launch it. Shanette is actually building it out for us. She's been a guest on the show too about voice search. And we had a meeting yesterday and she said that at the end of the, Shanette, I might be wrong about this, but at the end of the Alexa podcast, the term might not be right. You, it can say in your voice, like Joe can say, Hey, would you like to grab our nine, you know, our nine sequence email? Just reply with the word. Yes. Like a bot. They say yes. And then they get it. They can even buy things through voice.
1: All right. Sign me up. Let's talk. (laughs)
0: See, this is where having your
1: ideal client on your podcast, like there's things that that Molly is talking about there. I'm like, I don't want to find people to do that. I want to just hire your team to do that for me. And so it helps me, but it also then helps you get your ideal clients too, where it's like, it's not even worth my time to find someone to learn how to do these things. Like, I don't want to like just pay people to do it. And when you get to a certain point, you value your time and what you can do best. And then you just outsource all the rest of it.
0: Yeah. I love it. Okay. And don't forget that Joe can actually do your podcast for you too, which is so good. Okay. So we are, I'll connect you with Jeanette because she's the bomb.com and her brain is more even like she's, it's amazing. I just want to like take the whole thing and push it into my head, like play it (laughs) over. Okay, so we're going to do a speedy recap. Now, the way that this works, we are going to crop this. I already clapped, but I'm going to clap again right before we do it. We're going to crop this and put it on YouTube, LinkedIn, um, IGTV. We started the IGTV ones yesterday with another little video. It's super cool over there. And um, and then the podcast, too. So we're going to be launching a glam podcast and a glam briefing. So go live and monetize full podcast and a go live and monetize briefing, which will be the shorter version, which is the speedy recap. Hooray. Okay. So here's how it works. Um, Lou Diamond was on the show. <laughs> Lou did not follow directions. So I'm just going to tell you right now that I'm going to say the bullet point and then you talk, I'm going to introduce it. And then you talk. Cause Lou kept trying to start the thing before we were actually ready. <laughs> it was like, I got some really good gifts out of that. So oh. I'm I have him like uh, crawling behind the screen. <laughs> I so, can still do that. You don't need to... No. That'll be perfect. No, that's good because then we can use that as a GIF. It's awesome. <laughs> All of the that okay, actually GIFs we have been at the top search rank. If people search Facebook business, which I didn't even plan, it show we are three of my GIFs show up. My face inside Giphy or inside Facebook. If you search go live, it's me going go live. Like we have mastered search for GIFs and it's so cool. Your GIF is in there too in Giphy by the way. Oh, excellent. Yes. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna pull it up. I took lots of notes today, so we're gonna do this super crazy fast. <laughs> All right. Okay, will you tell me how do I pronounce your last name?
1: Sanok. San like San Francisco, knock Sanok. like knocking on a door.
0: Knock, Sanok. Okay, perfect. Sanok. I like it. Okay, I'm going to start us and then we're going to go ready. And if you've even thought about podcasting, you are going to want to watch this because we're going to teach you how you can actually make sales from your podcast to fill up your programs, sell out your products with my awesome friend, Joe Sanok. What? How's it going? <laughs> All right. So Joe... Literally, this might be the most valuable uh, you know, video podcast, whatever thing that we have done ever. Like, yes. hands down. oh my gosh, I'm so excited. The show notes are going to be out of control. We're going to go through these points together here on this little awesome speedy recap glam briefing. Here we go. So the first thing you want to do when you're getting ready to launch a podcast, or if you're going to kind of do a relaunch of your podcast is think of the pain and the people. Tell us a little about that.
1: Yeah. So oftentimes people will start with the product they want to pitch and then they wonder why they aren't making any sales at all. And so instead, if you fall in love with the pain and the people and really get to know that and nail it, then it's so much easier to pitch your product on the other side.
0: And once you do that, then you want to move into the nine-part email course. What is that? And it's all before you launch your podcast, BTD. All
1: before you launch your podcast, because you want to really get in the head of your ideal listener. So your nine-part email course is going to be broken down into three sections. First section is going to be where you're kind of deconstructing society and saying to people, listen, basically society screwed you over. Like it's normal that you feel this way and you feel this pain, but we're not going to stay there. Second, you're going to give them some quick wins so that this week they can experience some transformation, things that are really easy, low hanging fruit for them. And then third, what you're going to do is you're going to want to make sure that you give them some long-term habits that they can enact. So then they're experiencing long-term change as a result of your email course.
0: I love it. Okay. And then as they're going through that, you think, how can you enhance the email course, which is like, how can you actually um, like come up with some sort of, you said a workbook or a lead magnet, tell us about that to actually enhance the email course. What was that?
1: Yeah, What's so most top- people, yeah. So most people will just start with some quick checklist that they throw together on Canva, but what really we're seeing work is to first build out your nine part email course and then say, what would make this even better? Would it be a 10 page workbook people could print out? Is it going to be something they can cut out and put on their mirror? Something that really adds value to it. Uh, so you want to f- finish your e-course before you ever create your opt-in because then you know where they're headed and then you can say, okay, here's the very first thing they're going to get and blow their minds from the beginning.
0: I love it so much. Okay, and then you launch your podcast, right? So your first five episodes, what do they have?
1: Yeah, so these are going to be solo shows. And in these solo shows, you're really positioning yourself as the expert, that you have something to say. You don't just want to say something because a lot of people go back to your very first episodes. And so these first five are really important to think through what are the pillars of this podcast. And so I believe these things. I think the world should look this way, that you're making bold statements that can help people say, yes, I'm in. But even more importantly, I'm out because you want your ideal listener to be there. And I would much rather have you have you have a handful of ideal listeners than, to have a whole bunch of people that aren't.
0: I love it. Okay. And then after you've done those first five pillars, you move into five, what? Five
1: expert interviews. So if you're looking for people that have more expertise in these areas that you cover, then maybe you have. And so by aligning yourself with these experts, you right away are being put at that expert level. And so you've now kind of deconstructed things, reconstructed them and say, now I'm an expert and I'm in this space with these other people.
0: I dig it so much. Okay. And then you move into...
1: Your five consulting episodes. So this is live consulting that you're doing with your ideal client. And so it could be people that are already a part of your community. Maybe they're on your email list already, um, or it could be friends that you want to help them out that have the same challenges as your listener, because it's one thing to be an expert and to be able to speak to that and do these pillars, but to actually translate that into action for the everyday people that needs to be demonstrated. So then people can really visualize themselves being on the other side of that consulting and they say, I want to work with that person.
0: So good. And how many of like how often are you releasing these podcasts?
1: Yeah. So on day one, when you launch, you want to launch at least five episodes, so that if someone listens to episode number one and they say, "Oh my gosh, my mind is blown," they listen to five. So you're gonna have five times more listens right when you launch than someone that doesn't do that. Um, So you usually don't want to even plan to launch till you have ten already recorded, Mm -hmm. already set, and you know have your show notes done, transcribed, all of that, so that you can do your five launch on day one and then have them come out at least weekly over the next five weeks so then that allows you to really be marketing be on other people's podcasts be pushing it getting reviews so that you aren't focusing on just creating content right at the beginning
0: yeah because that can be like crazy and then you're not getting results because all you're doing is talking to yourself okay I love it so okay um then from there after you have your hundred people that have signed up for your course what are you going to do
1: Yeah. So you're going to email these 100 people and offer them a free 20-minute consulting call, but you're going to be very clear that you are not selling anything to them and that you really just, just want to understand what it is that their biggest pains are. So when they get on this call with you, the first question that you're going to ask them is going to be, what has this been like? What's the pain been like? So if you're working with stay-at-home moms, what's it been like to be a stay-at-home mom? Like what's been challenging? What's been tough? You're using their language then in future copy rather than the way that you perceive what their pain is. The second question that you're going to ask them is if there's a magical product out there that solved this problem for you, whether it's an e-course, membership community, some sort of consulting or mastermind group, what would that look like? Have them sketch it out. Now, if they get stuck, you can always say, here's some things we're considering. Uh, What do you think about that? So then you're creating this magical product to and with the people that are most invested. I mean, these are people that have listened to the podcast. They've joined your email course and now they've jumped on a phone call with you. So they are the ones that are most likely to buy. And then lastly, you're going to ask them, how much would you pay for this? Because if they say, I'm going to pay $5 for it, well, it's not worth your time to create this mega product for them. Whereas yeah. if they say, I drop a hundred bucks a month and you say, wow, to make this, I'd only need 10 people to sign up to make it worth my time. Then absolutely. You want to go after that. And then you're going to sell back to those very first people and have them as your beta testers to tell you what you can improve on and where you screwed up. And because you gave them a discount and they love you so much, they're going to be really gracious with you.
0: Super stoked because they are your founding members. I love it so much. And then from there, once you launch the podcast, you mentioned that you wanna do one single day, uh, review day, right? A week after you launch, is that right?
1: Yeah. So you want to plan your review day about a week after launch. And that's in case any tech issues come up. If for some Mm. reason, Apple doesn't approve your um, podcast, or if there's any snafu, you just want to make sure that you give yourself enough time. Uh, And you want one day because at least right now, that's what Apple really likes. They like to see a bunch of reviews, subscribes all in one day. So you can host a party at your house and have everyone bring their phone and pull it out and be like, (laughs) I'm going to show you how to review my podcast. Oh my gosh, I love that
0: idea. That's such a good idea.
1: I have a just fun podcast I did with a friend and he owns a brewery and we hosted a giant party at the brewery and half the people didn't even know they had the podcast app on their phone. These are people my own age. So I'm like, give me your phone, unlock it. You click here, you subscribe here, you give it five stars. Now you're in the drawing.
0: I have been a little, it's been tough for me to realize where to review podcasts, actually, I will say. So that would actually be my favorite way to do that is for everyone to do it together so that everyone can show me and make sure I'm doing it right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Okay. And so people are like, oh my gosh, this is so much. So if you want to learn more about how to do this, then all you have to do is go sign up for Joe's nine. day email course, right? which I will make sure that we include information for that wherever this video is. If you're listening to this in an audio format, then you can go to, I'm going to tell you where to go to get it. You can go to molly.live slash Joe. What? J-O-E. Molly.live slash Joe. And it will take you right to it, which is so good. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, This is so awesome. And is there any last little word of advice you'd like to leave in this speedy recap?
1: (laughs) I think the biggest thing is that people have things inside of them that they believe or that they can help the world with that they don't understand is a superpower that other people absolutely would be blown away and transformed through. That what you have inside you, the world needs to hear more of. And so go out there and get that message out through a podcast.
0: I love it so much. Where can people find out more about you?
1: Yeah, podcastlaunchschool.com is the best spot. Uh, that's where they can get the nine-part email course as well. Uh, they can get early opt-in to our e-course that's going to take you through all of this. Uh, you can also apply for our done-for-you services over at practiceofthepractice.com forward slash apply if you want to have us do all the back end for the podcast and you just show up and record.
0: I love it so much. Thank you so much. This has been... A glam live briefing. I can't even say it. <laughs> what? <laughs> If you would like to add an extra 100K to your annual revenue, then we would love to support you in our GLAM program. You can book a call at molly.live slash call for more information, and we would love to help you to increase your revenue, visibility, fine tune your systems, and make a bigger impact on the world. That's molly.live slash call.